Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you're listening to The Friday Forge, a weekly episode where we hammer out topics brought to us by our community. Today's question comes from Void Salamander. Void Salamander asks, what is your favorite quote from a book? Have we not done this one yet? I don't know. This is a good one. Yeah. Chad and I each picked uh, two quotes. So I think we could go on for a really long time about this, but let's just let's keep it nice and short and sweet. And Evan has to pack for Europe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to England for like a week in a few days, and I'm not prepared at all. <laughs> I really need to figure it out. Well, thank you for finding the time to forge with me still. We yeah, forge on. We forge on. All right. Uh, let's do you first. I feel okay. like I always go first. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, a c- classic book that we've mentioned here many times. It's old, old Patrick Rothfuss, Name of the Wind. <laughs> of course um, it is. But this so. is very relevant. I'm <laughs> okay. sorry. I just, I'm sorry. His words are great. I'm sorry. His words <laughs> we, are so good. Okay. Um, Holy shit. Which, okay, is no, very, okay. <laughs> which is very ap- apropos because of this quote is, as names have power, words have power. Words can light fires in the minds of men. Words can wring tears from the hardest hearts. And I love that because they can. And that's really, truly why we read, you know, words just have so much power. Like I'm constantly in situations where I think to myself, like, there's a way to, like get out of this situation in like a favorable way for me with the, with the right words put together. Like there are the right words, the right combination of words. Yeah. The right combination of words. Or I always think like a cool superpower to be would be to have, to be able to, pull into your mind at any given point the funniest string of words for the situation (laughs) that you're in that exists you know and sometimes people say it and I always tell them that I'm like dude you just said the funniest set of string of words that could have been said in this moment and you nailed that so hard you know people love that compliment by the way try it sometime (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think about that quite often also especially after I've already said something and then I kind of look back and I'm like man I really wish I would have just if I could have phrased that a little more articulately mm-hmm. and articulate, articulate, articulately, I couldn't articulate the word articulately. <laughs> it's a hard word, hard word to articulate. But if, if I would have just put a little bit more thought into the combination of words that I said, and maybe not even just the combination, but the emphasis or tone that mm-hmm. I used. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. I mean, you know, they shape the way that we look at the world the way that concepts form in our brains they are part of the cultural divide between like our culture and other countries cultures like other countries have word other languages have words that we don't even have a word for and word kind of brings a thing into an exist into existence right like in germany they have a word for singing along badly to a song yeah. Like when you're like singing it and you can't quite get the words right, you know, like they have a word for that. So it's like a thing there. Whereas for us, like, yes, it's a thing here, but it's a much more like ethereal concept. It's not so locked in, but like this word means that. And so like words almost have like creation power. Yeah, that kind of trips me out a lot. Like uh, I can speak like kind of passable German. And oh, wow. um, like I, I mean, I was a lot better when I was traveling around there a lot more. Sure. Um, but I took quite a few years of German in school and then being over there as often as I was, like I was speaking it fairly frequently, not like really fluently, but you know, enough to like order in restaurants and and explain to the cashier at a gas station, like what we needed and, you know, like negotiate, like um, getting in and out of hostels and hotels and 
setting up at shows and things like that. Yeah, it was really useful, but it was um it was very weird to learn some of those like like that I don't know what exactly what the word is for singing off key in a car, but when you are learning a new language, it's so weird to think this is an entire community of people that sees the world like in in a lot of the same ways that I do, but because of the meanings that they've put into the different words that they use maybe some of aspects of that world just kind of seem different you yeah. know, just simply because of the words that they're using to describe it or lack right. thereof for us. So like, yeah, it's really, really interesting. That's a good quote. Thank you. Yeah. You know, like, okay. So like indigenous Alaskans have like 40 different words for the, for snow, for different types of snow and ice, you know, as we have a couple, but we don't have nearly as many. It's just interesting how words get shaped by the people that live there and the area that they live in and then also those words in turn shape the people who use them and the way they think and the kind of filter they view the and understand the world through so i just find it really interesting and and words seem to kind of have the power to like i don't know if i don't know if anyone's ever said something to you that's like really hurt a lot before (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah of course yeah i've been in relationships yeah 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 i mean i've had people say things to me where it really was like getting stabbed. Like it's, I mean, yeah. I've never been stabbed. <laughs> Being stabbed would probably suck a lot too. Obviously. You know, I don't but... know. That heals pretty fast. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Like obviously yeah. some stab wounds, of course. <laughs> Say whatever you want. <laughs> uh, okay. So what's the first one on your list? Okay. So mine comes from the return of the King. Nice. Pretty sure this is from uh, the chapter called the land of shadow. And this is let me let me just set the scene a little bit here. So Frodo and Sam are in Gorgoroth in the plains under uh, Mount Doom, and you know they're they're exhausted. They're they're about to die. Like they're they're dying. They've been through like they had to fight a giant spider. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's just they've been through hell. They, they have been through the ringer. Actually, a uh, fun fact just. A little tiny little side note here. Um, Frodo and Sam, someone mapped it out. The amount of walking they did was the equivalent, I think, from walking from uh, Los Angeles to Chicago. Whoa. So, yeah, a really long way. All barefoot. And just in peril the entire time. (laughs) So they're in Gorgoroth, and they're they're not doing okay. Frodo's going crazy. So Frodo falls asleep, and Sam looks up into the sky, and then this is what it says. Far above the Ethel Duath in the west, the night sky was still dim and pale. There, peeping among the cloud rack above a dark tor high up in the mountains, Sam saw a white star twinkle for a while. The beauty of it smote his heart as he looked up out of the forsaken land, and hope returned to him. For like a shaft clear and cold, the thought pierced him that in the end, the shadow was only a small and passing thing. There was light and high beauty forever beyond its reach. Oh, just reading that, like <laughs> that's pretty just, good. Oh my god, and like just like that, that one quote has gotten me through so so much in my life. Like, because I remember, I remember where I was sitting the first time I read it. It's just, it's such a good sentiment to carry around with you. It's like there's always light. There's always high beauty. There's always you know, it's like as bad as things are getting and they can get so bad mm-hmm. to, the, to like it. There's no it almost feels like there's no bottom sometimes. 
Right. And for Sam to see that star, and then I didn't keep reading, but like he eventually just lays down and falls asleep next to Frodo. He's just like, ah, yeah, that like that star. <laughs> like <laughs> it's that's... not experiencing any of the things that I am right now, nor does it even care. No. And like I really like that phrase, like in the end, the shadow is only a small and passing thing. It's like it's temporary. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel temporary. And Sam needed that reminder. And what I really like about it is that he didn't share it with Frodo. Like this was like Sam's moment. Right. It was like his own little private thing. Yeah. And he, and, and Sam is the one that puts the work in towards the end there. You know what I mean? Like, he, like oh, Frodo, there's no sure. possible way Frodo would have been able to do it without Sam. That quote is really inspiring. And it's, it's really helped me to kind of just like push through some stuff and, you know, just, just, just remember the, uh, the shadow is temporary. The darkness is temporary. That's really good. I like that a lot because we get so caught up in like our own little problems. And it's like, we forget to even see the bigger picture or think about like, will I even be troubled by this like a week, two weeks from now? Probably not. That's a really good one. Yeah. And like, not to minimize people's suffering. That's not like what I'm trying to do. It's, it's just the, the idea that something is temporary, you know, it's, it's passing. It will pass Yeah, as bad as it seems. And it can be bad. Uh, It's valid that it's bad right probably is (laughs) it probably is bad yeah (laughs) um but but yeah it will go away that's uh that's that's a really fantastic one what's uh what's what's your next one Uh, okay so for my second one here is a quote from robin hobb herself from assassin's apprentice it's don't do what you can't undo until you've considered what you can't do once you've done it god how how long must that have taken to to figure out how to word it like dude i know kind of going back to your first quote you know it's like (laughs) that combination of words oh it's so clever don't do what you can't undo is that what it is yeah yeah uh until you've thought of what you can't do once you've considered what you can't do once you've done it (laughs) so good it's because you can never go back you know there's always these moments in time that you think to yourself like oh I could just go back in time 30 seconds, just 30 seconds. I could fix that. I could stop myself from dropping my phone into the toilet or whatever, you know? And it's like the, the, the thing to remember there is like the last part of the quote, like uh, unless you've considered what you can't do once right. you, not, not what will happen, but what you won't, like what you can't, right, right. you can no longer do. That's right. Really, what doors will be closed to you Yeah. Wow, once you've that's done so a certain cool. action? What opportunity loss will you experience by doing the thing that you're, going to do right now that sounds like something the fool said is that the fool uh no it's regal um the son of king shrewd and he's quoting his father oh i was gonna say like regal wouldn't say something that smart yeah so no no like... <laughs> regal farseer is quoting um king shrewd okay okay damn that's an awesome one yeah it's just really good so it's like whenever i'm doing something i'm like okay what even even just doing something that takes your time right because time equals opportunity loss like what are you doing with your time right now that is going to prevent you from doing other things later like the master violinist he will never be able to become a master chef you know he's got too much time spent into you know it's just he's we we only have so much time that is allotted to us and so make sure that you're doing the thing that you really love and uh, make sure you're considering what you're not going to be able to do once you've spent the time. I don't think I've ever thought of things like in that 
specific way it's like you almost always think of things that are going to happen to you if you do make a decision but not necessarily things that you won't be able to do right or like that you would that yeah like opportunity loss like that it's a very shrewd thing to say it's a very shrewd <laughs> thing to say pretty regal as well <laughs> i loved king shrewd i thought yeah he was he was great great he was character. a good guy yeah i always pictured him as um the king in braveheart Ooh, nice like that's <laughs> that guy was not very cool like the one who but, betrays him uh no that's the kid that's the irish king oh or, okay uh, well he eventually becomes um no i'm thinking of the the english king in braveheart oh okay man braveheart slaps <laughs> did you just watch it recently or something no i want to though i used oh, to watch so it like good. all the time it's like it's so funny because that movie is apparently incredibly historically inaccurate and like made a lot of scottish people kind of upset i think hmm. um and if it's historically inaccurate obviously that's very valid for people to be upset sure because i think that william wallace is probably like uh need, probably could have been rep- represented better than that but it is just it's it's interesting that like an australian person made one of the most popular movies of all time mm-hmm. essentially about scottish history like <laughs> it's just such a weird confluence of events it and it's like do you write it slaps yeah i mean like it like just just on its face just if you don't mm-hmm. consider that it's probably wrong about a lot right. of stuff and if you don't like take into consideration that like mel gibson is probably like certifiably mm. insane best, like yeah, yeah like if you just push all that to the side <laughs> and just like watch the movie it is a very very good movie like, it really is damn anyway I, I forgot what you were talking about <laughs> you're talking about uh, quotes <laughs> okay quotes 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 yeah that's a good one you you had two really awesome ones i like those a thank lot. thank you thank you what uh what's your second one all right this one's from joe abercrombie from uh, the first law trilogy from logan nine fingers and i think everyone listening probably knows what it is because it's one of the best ever but it's once you've got a task to do it's better to do it than live with the fear of it mm-hmm. man i have that thought once a week at least absolutely i think about like, that oh, all the i don't want to do this and it's like dude better to do something than live in the fear of it do it when you're not doing something that you know you need to it's like it's like it's almost worse to just sit there and know you have to do it oh and yeah that, and that you're not doing it and then it's just like there's like this weird site it's like and like obviously I, it's like this constant battle right it's like you know i'm i'm even when i have that thought of that quote i'm just like well i'm still i just want to play zelda like, <laughs> yeah, like i'm not afraid of it i'm not afraid yeah. of it i'll do it <laughs> i don't know if he means that, like fear in the same sense as like he's you're afraid of something like no, something is scaring you i think it more means like living with the feeling of knowing that you're not doing it when you should right be. that you didn't like, do what you should have fantastic quote and it kind of like sums up logan nine fingers as a character he does that a lot in those books where something comes up and he's just kind of like resignedly is just like all right here we go like <laughs> I, like and other characters are even like whoa what the fuck like yeah <laughs> he's just like this is the thing we got to do we know? got to do it guys which is why his second most uh popular saying that he says all the time is still alive <laughs> and uh got to be realistic about things oh you got to be realistic about things <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean we could do a whole podcast on joe abercrombie quotes dude like, oh, why, why do i do this <laughs> why do i do this 
I like uh, I've listened to uh, all the first law books on audiobook uh, two times. Oh <laughs> two, wow! I've read the first law three times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're so amazing, and um, they are so good. I just always have. I don't know if you've listened to the first law books on audiobook, then you'll know what I'm talking about. But I love the way that Stephen Pacey does Glockta. He's got like some guy chained up, and he's about to transport him, and he's like, "Where are we going?" And he's just like, "Angland." <laughs> Angland Bruce. <laughs> it's like he a really nasally like, voice. He does like the lisp. He's got because oh. he's like missing teeth. Right, so he's got the lisps. Well, it's like it's like a it's like the lisp, kind of like the one that I have, where it's kind of like your your tongue. You don't, have a lisp. Kinda, you don't think I have a lisp? No. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I don't think you have a lisp. It's like what a tiny you? one. Yeah. Oh, come on! You had to have noticed it by now. I mean, I just, we all have a We've been friends lilt. for like 15 years. Yeah, but you have like a little lilt that's specific to you, to your voice, <laughs> but I didn't ever put it in the category of lisp. Oh, well, now now you're not going to be able to no. not hear Unhear it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Pacey does this really cool thing with Glockta where he's just like, why do I do this? He kind of like sounds, <laughs> because he's missing teeth. He's all right. fucked up. Like he's like, like nostrils have been yeah. crushed many times. Yeah, exactly. His face is all messed up and, um, I don't know, just uh, did a really, really great job with it. Glockta's um, got to be one of my top five favorite characters of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even as much as like reading him is like hard, even it's just like hard, like reading about him, like walking upstairs, just because like everything in his body is like clicking and like, ugh, mm-hmm. it's just so painful to read. You're just like, man, so much pain. Uh, I do have, I, I have one more. Okay. Not going to be salty that I had to throw out so many good ones because we were stuck to two, but but, <laughs> but I will let you with your third. I pre- it's a really, really important one to me, and I just kind of okay. thought of it. This is a, this was a big one for me, and it's from A Wizard of Earthsea by Ursula K. Le Guin. I'm reading Ursula Le Guin right now, and I am in love with that woman. Oh, my God. She's, <laughs> uh, seriously. Oh, my God. It's like the, one, of the, one of the greatest minds, in my opinion, of all time. Like, isn't that amazing how you could be like attracted to someone when they're like in their element and showing like their skill, their art or something, you know, it's just like, there's nothing more attractive than that. If I had a time machine and I could go back and have dinner with like any person, I think it'd be Ursula Le Guin in like the seventies. Hmm. And the quote is, uh, if you go ahead, if you keep running, wherever you turn, you will meet danger and evil for it drives you. It chooses the way that you go. You must choose. You must seek what seeks you. You must hunt the hunter. At the time, I was going through a lot of intense, um, like anxiety and panic disorder and stuff. It was really difficult to deal with. But I had read that. I was reading that book at the same time as I was reading this book uh, called, I think it's called Dare. And it's about anxiety and panic disorders. And we'll link it up in the description here. But that book kind of had that same sentiment, but it's just, for some reason, I just didn't really, I was like, I was getting it, but I just, I was, I wasn't ready to, to try and like, cause that's a, a big piece of advice that people give you when you're having like, like a panic attack or you're having an anxiety attack or something. It's like, you need to kind of like, like accept it almost and kind Let of Let it happen. Like, kind of. Yeah. Like, I mean, at least like recognize the feeling and like sit with it a little bit. And it's really difficult to do that. But I kind of like I read over that quote in A Wizard of Earthsea, and for some reason it like really, really resonated with me. I think it's the part where it says like, if you keep running, wherever you turn, you will meet danger and evil. For it drives you; it chooses the way that you go. Mm. It's like if you keep trying to stop it, and I think this can kind of like ex- extend into a lot of other things too. But it's like if you keep 
trying to like force something or keep running from it or you right. know it's like wherever you turn around and it's it's just, it's, just, it's always going to be there constant battle yeah and it, like and and after a while it's kind of dictating your existence you must seek what seeks you you must hunt the hunter so it's like turn around you know and i think that same right. sentiment is kind of echoed in um like the litany against fear in dune too like that's the big like the uh like i'll turn around and um, my fear will be there and uh whatever <laughs> i can't recite the entire <laughs> litany against fear right now but that was really big like i i and you know uh, in a wizard of earth sea basically the story is that this kid kind of like accidentally lets out like this evil spirit and he's just being chased around by it over like the course of his entire life and i'm and that's not really spoiling anything you that would be on like the back of the book but uh-huh. it's like this is coming from like his his master his like uh, his teacher basically and he's just like dude you've been running from this thing your whole life and it's just you're just going to keep running from it right like, you're never going to stop like it's always it's always going to be around and it's like you running from it is really just giving it more energy you know absolutely like you're never gonna outrun it so just turn around mm-hmm. you know and i'm not trying to like you know diagnose anybody or do anything like i'm not trying to do that it's just like it helped me like a lot to just turn around and just accept yep. and like and like face just it kind face of it. yeah yeah and that was um it was yeah. just really i was really young and um i don't even know if that's what that whole book is about you know how sometimes you're reading something and it, it almost feels like you picked it at like the exact right moment in your life when you oh, should yeah. have picked it up. Yeah, that was kind of my experience with uh, Wizard of Mercy. I think that's why I talk about it like on TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> I talk about that book all the time. <laughs> it's really short. You should read it. It's awesome. I will. I'm going to put it in my, uh, put my list right now. It reminds me of, um, you know, I used to sneak out of my parents' house all the time when I was in high school um, and sn- hang out with my buddy who lived down the road. And he would was the worst. He would always like manipulate me to because we had the halfway point, which is where we'd split ways, you know, and we'd go back to each other, our, our own houses. And over the course of like four or five years, the halfway point moved because our houses are probably like, I don't know, quarter mile away from each other. Um, the halfway move moved from like what was eh, still kind of favoring him, but like kind of close to the halfway point to literally the end of the driveway, his driveway. <laughs> like it was just like every day he would have another excuse. Like it would all made sense every step of the way, you know, and he would never move it more than like 10 feet. But over the course <laughs> of like three or four years, it literally the halfway point was like the end of his driveway. And I would like be like, dude, this is clearly not that he'd be like, he would like remind me of all the like hundreds of reasons that we moved it. and like, ugh. You know, it was like, we're not even worth <laughs> arguing with him. He was so good at it. Um, I, I'm not, uh, not envious of anyone in a relationship with that man. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, I had to go a much greater distance through the nighttime to return to my own house. And I would always get really scared. And one time I was like going back home and I started running. I was really scared and I tripped and I fell and I like hurt myself. And I got back up. I was even in a blind panic. And I was like, Chad, like, you're not even running from anything like you're just because right. it's not even like yeah. it's not like a cougar that i'm afraid of i was afraid of like the creature of the night you know like a demon or something a very valid so, thing to be afraid of by the yeah, way yeah yeah um but i just had like a conversation with myself and i was like dude this is so dumb you actually like hurt yourself from you for your own fear like you weren't in any danger and now like you are in danger you're endangering yourself and so i forced myself to stand in the middle of the road and just close my eyes and just oh. stand there till I wasn't scared anymore. And it took like 15 minutes of solid, just like, and then after a while I was like so peaceful and I was like, so like in touch with the night around me, I could hear like 
everything. And I was like, I'm so certain that nothing could creep up on me. You know, I'm like so in tune with the night. And then all of a sudden I realized like, oh, I'm the creature in the night. Oh my like God. people should be afraid <laughs> of me. Like wow, I'm what a, the What a profound and, experience. Like how yeah, old were it was, you? I think I was like 15. Oh wow. 15, yeah. 16 or something. And uh I have never been afraid of the dark. Like, like I mean, I'm you know, certainly I'm not impervious to fear, but uh I've never been afraid like that again of the dark anyway, or being alone in the nighttime. Wow. And I just always remind myself whenever I get scared, I'm like out in the woods or something, you know. And I'm just like, dude, you are the creature in the night. Man, imagine if you had done that and like something actually did attack you. Like a guy with a car. He <laughs> <laughs> was oh, just yeah. like, he was just like, wow, the one time that I actually like <laughs> stood up to I my fears. <laughs> I would have been traumatized forever. <laughs> <laughs> like ne- never gone outside at yeah, night like, ever again. <laughs> Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today on the Friday Forage, everybody. Thank you for the question, Void Salamander. It's been a blast, as always, with you, Chad. As always, Evan. Thank you. Uh, And I hope that you have the most excellent time packing and getting ready for your trip. I'm going to miss you. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll still talk. uh, For our listeners, uh, we'll still put some stuff out. Don't worry. I'm not... I am... I'm part of this now. Oh, you are this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. You are. But everybody, hope you have an awesome, awesome rest of your day and happy reading. Bye, everybody.